Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Laser Dicks edition of Snakes on a Plane, Jay. And Joe, as always, is my co-host, a VHS copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special, Z. How are we doing today, Z? Oh, pretty good. We go. We're back to being remote. Is that one? Yeah, no, we're back on no. Discord for, uh, and we'll probably be in Discord for a good while. I don't think we'll we'll meet up again until probably uh, we'll probably get together to see whatever the next movie is. I would say the Eternals. I yeah. Eternals. Probably yeah. so about a month of on over Discord and such. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think so. So we want to start with what if or Rick and Morty? Yeah, let's uh, start with the new episode of What If. Okay, so this one was episode six. What if uh, Killmonger saves Tony Stark at the beginning of Iron Man one? And I say this was this was a pretty good one. This had a lot I, of twists and turns. I kind of thought that going into like before this episode, because like, this is one of the ones that we have seen, you know clips of here and there i kind of thought maybe they were going to make um the killmonger essentially good whatever you'd say yeah i i had a vague inkling of that as well that Um, they might make him a good guy i mean i guess just because obviously you know helping out iron man seemed like a pretty heroic action at least in the moment and that was really the only clip we had seen Mm -hmm. but i really enjoyed the way they uh yeah the way they actually ended up going with it yeah this this one uh is very interesting mostly for the um, watchers kind of just like interludes he has some more interludes I think in this episode than he is he, I think he's been getting more as time has gone on and he's been appearing more as like a person and not a voice or like a shadow which I think is interesting and probably will be something we'll tie into something later but I liked his little spiel uh, at the beginning when he's talking about how like now Iron Man doesn't exist like now there's no hero Iron Man and at the end, when he's like, well, you know, now Shuri and Pepper are just going to be the heroes now, and they're going to figure it out. And, you know, there's always somebody who's going to be a hero. Just, mm-hmm. just depends, you know, who decides. So I thought it was nice. more, Much more um, uplifting than the last couple episodes where everybody dies. Yeah. There's no hope. I guess if I had one sort of complaint about this episode, it is that, I don't know, it, it, feel, it felt even less sort of final than some of the other episodes where it left off. I feel yeah. like really conclude in a super impactful way. Like, again, I, I, a lot of these kind of have done that a little bit where they leave it somewhat hanging. But I don't know. This one is a little weird because, yeah, not only did the heroes not win, but also Killmonger's sort of plans didn't didn't seem to reach their, like, full end. Their apex. Right? Yeah. So, and I guess this will tie in, though. I, in rewatching the trailer, which we'll talk about, or the mid-season preview trailer thing, whatever they put out that we're going to talk about in a minute here. There's actually a scene in that trailer of Pepper and Churi like running down a whatever, running towards a camera in some kind of scenario. And Pepper's got that that weird gun from this episode and all. Mm. And unless it's just a cut scene or something, it's a scene involving the two of them that isn't in this episode. Uh, right, so right. It seems like this could be one of the ones that'll get a, a the first one rather that would get a part two. Maybe I don't know if there's any rumbling to that. I know there's been like rumors almost since like week two. That some of these would have epi- uh, uh, a second part. I don't know if you've hmm. seen any of that, but there's a lot of times. I, I have. Like, I had not personally seen any of that myself. But a couple times this is interesting. Like, yeah, they're like this week. This week's going to be a two-parter, and obviously, as of yet, none of them have been. But oh, that was interesting mm-hmm. that they might sort of. Uh, yeah, they they might end up doing that with this one. I will say something. I saw a couple people mention was that like the timeline seems a little weird, and I have to sort of agree with that because for this episode, right. Obviously, seems right. would, would have to take place mostly around the events of Iron Man One, right? In two thousand eight, uh, in two thousand eight, 
which is a good eight years prior to uh, the events of Black Panther, which takes place in 2016. And so some of the mm-hmm. characters, I guess people who complain may be a little off. I don't know. To me, it doesn't yeah, seem like massively. I, a lot of these episodes have involved events shifting up a little. What were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, I definitely noticed that, like, sh- took me a second to remember that it was so far in the past because I was like, why is Cherie so young and T'Challa was so kind of just, just kind of yeah. old? But I guess T'Challa is just kind of like in his 20s. So you can kind of just make him the same as he looks in the movie and be like, oh, well, he looked the same for eight years. He's like 25. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I, exactly. But she's like 16 in 2016. Or so she'd be like, well, if you go eight years back, she'll be like eight. So she's clearly going to be a very young girl at this point. I mean, I don't know what we're meant to think of. Like, I don't know how, how Chadwick Boseman's age is meant to relate to Black Panthers because obviously he could be a little bit younger or older, whatever. Doesn't have to be exact. Right. But I think, uh, let's see, I got it up here. In, last year when he passed, he was 43. So in 2008, he was he was still 30. So he wasn't. Uh, yeah. So I mean, again, you, he he wouldn't he wouldn't like age yeah. drastically from 30 mm-hmm. to 40, especially yeah, if he I, was a magic uh, superhero panther man. Mm-hmm. I also did notice, yeah, as well that that Shuri was younger. Like, so I don't know what the complaints really would be. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I the only yeah, it was the only really thing that I noticed. I was like, oh, I guess Shuri is younger, and then I was like, oh, that just makes sense because she would be. Again, one I, thing that I did, and I'm not really about the timeline, I guess, but was like with uh, T'Challa's father, just being like, yeah, you're great, Killmonger. You're great, great that you're back, even though he killed his dad. I was like, but you killed his dad. You don't like him. Like, there's a reason you did that. Shouldn't you be not cool with him being here? What what's what's the plan here? I, mean, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Much. If anything, I think it. I felt sort of the opposite. Like to me, it made sense that he was more willing to accept him than the like the other members of his family, because I think he carries so much guilt for that. Like he didn't, you know, in the movie there in Black Panther, he he killed his father, kind of just in the heat of the moment thing to stop him from from shooting. What's his face? I don't remember his name. Forrest Whitaker's character. Forrest, yeah, that's how I was gonna say. I don't know the character's name. Um, yeah, it is his character. But like, he didn't really hate his brother or bear any ill will towards him, and I think he probably felt guilty about it. We know he did, more or less, right? When he has like the I guess that's true. And stuff. So to me, I was like, all right. So and if anything, you know, Killmonger might be sort of banking on that—that that, like he can kind of take advantage of the fact that he feels guilty. Guilt? Is that? Yeah, that was my yeah. thought at least. And again. Like he, you know, the other members of his family are totally taken aback. Like, is this even true? Like, you know, this doesn't even, like, he could just be straight up lying and not even be his son. But he was like, no, yeah, I think he is. I didn't really tell you guys. I mean, he's got the lip tattoo. I mean, that should be yeah, proof enough. That's I, true as well. Although I'd never considered that until this movie. Maybe I remember, I did think about it when Black Panther came out. But obviously this episode made me think about it again. Like, does that mean that, uh. His dad gave him that tattoo, or what? Because if they didn't even know, it who must he, be. Or did he get it after the fact at some point? Because clearly he didn't get it in Wakanda, is what I'm saying. No, his dad must have like put it on his lip uh-huh. or something. I mean, his dad was the like you know one of the princes, so it makes sense yeah. if he just like you know had that. It was like, well, I'll bring this with me. I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just gave it to him so he could always go back, kind of like a failsafe, maybe, or when he eventually did go back, whenever that was. Yeah. But then um, the only other thing I was, like I said, I was kind of worried about they were going to make him a hero. I was also somewhat like skeptical of uh, 
how they were going to like convincingly put him into the story, right? And I think right. they pulled it off well enough for my my needs. I don't know. Because I was like, what are the odds that he would be right there? But it turns out like this, it was actually very much intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Like even even so he, putting aside like, oh, okay, it's somewhat plausible because we know that he, that Killmonger, like part of his backstory from Black Panther is that he was, he fought in the global war on terror. So like, sure, maybe he could have been in or around Afghanistan at that time. It still seemed kind of a coincidence, but yeah, the events of the episode obviously showed it pretty it, well. Yeah, it was intentional. He knew about it and... I think the implication, obviously, is that he he did it all so as to get into Tony Stark's. Tony Stark's could, yeah, to get it on his side to get all his sweet, sweet tech. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought I thought it was a good episode. I don't know. I don't have a ton to say. I saw a lot of people really hyping it up. Like it's one of the better ones. I mean, it's I guess it's one of the better ones. I I really haven't disliked any of them though. Holy yeah, that's that's true. If anything, I, I'm sort yeah, of. Wait, what did you say? No, no, you can go. Sorry, I was just gonna say I'm I'm kind of against the grain in that. I, for me, probably one of the lower ones so far was the Doctor Strange one. Didn't interest me as much, but again, even then, I didn't hate it. But I know a lot of people that's their absolute favorite one, which I I just can't agree with personally. I do like that one a lot. I, I'm I'm a bit of a a sheep in that sense. I do like that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. What do but we... I but I think I, I think I said this in the episode where we talk about it, whichever one that was, ten or eleven that I really only kind of like that episode is because it kind of ties into the thing I was saying when we first saw the trailer with the Watcher talking to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And this mid-season trailer we'll talk about later kind of does that too. So that's kind of the reason I liked it. But like without that, I kind of can see that it's kind of like, well, they just kind of do Doctor Strange and then a little bit actually they don't really change his movie. They just kind of do another Doctor Strange story because they just they just do Doctor Strange. Like I remember I said that when I was watching it with um, a friend of mine. I was like, oh, so they just did the entirety of the movie because they kind of go back and forth. Like yeah. sometimes they'll just do the whole movie and then be like, well, and here's what happened after. But sometimes they'll be like, and here is just what, here's the movie happening, but here's if it went a completely different direction, mm-hmm. which I think it should be more of the point and shouldn't be just like another story. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Cause this one is just like, Oh, Iron Man one, but with Killmonger and here's what happens. Not, Oh, Dr. Strange one already happened. And here's in a sense, Dr. Strange two. Yeah. If it was I, written this way. Cause yeah, this one, obviously again, like they even just say in the episode, like Watu says there, it's totally changed the fabric of the whole scenario because Tony Stark just never becomes Iron Man. Obviously, you know, even before he dies in this episode, he doesn't have a chance to become Iron Man. So yeah, it's it's and obviously you know he he kills Black Panther as well and and uh, Rhodey. You know, there's no War Machine. Like it's he definitely shakes up in a big way because and because his plans are shifted up like that much sooner. He's he's getting all this moving before any heroes really exist, right? Which is like, like Captain America is freed before yeah. Thor arrives. Because it's sort of one of those things where, like, even in Black Panther, like, you know, even if everything had, had failed there and, like, say they don't get to stop him at the end, there's, you know, probably still the chance that the rest of the Avengers that existed on Earth at that time would have been able to, to put up, you know, some kind of end to Killmonger's plans, right? Like, it's kind of that problem that the MCU movies, and again, I think I've talked about this before, like, even in the comics, that having such a big universe like this can kind of get wonky if you think about it too much, because you want to have these stories that are sort of contained and have stakes to individual characters, and like, well, we got to stop it, you know, because that's the story we're telling here, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but even if he does fail, you know, 
well, Captain America's around the corner. He'll probably he'll probably help out if he needs to. <laughs> like, yeah. The Vision and Scarlet Witch are here, and Doctor Strange yeah. is around, and all these yeah. guys. But if he if he you know again if there's a sequel to this episode or whatever, if he sets those his plans fully into motion like he did in Black Panther, where he sets he he sends all the weaponry out to all the war dogs and decides to sort of activate them and essentially take over the entire world with you know Wakanda as the capital. Um, I think he'd do a pretty good job at it, given that he's yeah. he he tr- truly has killed Black Panther and and so many of the other Avengers and stuff. And again, he's before a lot of the Avengers even got started. So it's it's uh he's in a he's in a pretty rough spot. Like a lot of these. Um it's it's uh it's pl- painted a somewhat bleak uh future for the this this little version of the Marvel universe. Oh yeah. I th- I don't think there's gonna be a lot of uh happy what if scenarios. Yeah, I guess and I did I say this before, but like it almost kinda ties yeah. into that Yeah, the scene from Infinity War. We did yeah. talk about that. Yeah, like He's, there's only there's almost only one way for everyone to get what they want in the Marvel universe, and it's kind of the one we've seen. You know, despite yeah. the the, you know, not everything is exactly perfect in that one, of course, but it's kind of the best you can hope for. It seems because yeah. all these little tweaks usually end up way worse. Yeah, wait, at best, just Peggy Carter gets trapped in like another reality for seventy years. Yeah, and at worst, Doctor Strange destroys an entire universe, uh-huh. or they all turn into zombies or whatever. Just talk about we can talk about the cast real quick because we do every week. Obviously, Michael B. Jordan they got yeah. back as Killmonger. He did. I think he did really good. Um, I think he did well. I thought it was very funny they got him to say that. Say I like anime. I was like, I can't believe yeah. they got him to say that. They just were like, all right, say it, Michael B. Jordan, award-winning actor. I, I really like Killmonger in the in the Marvel universe. You know, in this one and Black Panther. I mean, that's the only things he's been in so far. But I don't know. He's an interesting kind of character. The fact that he's like. I don't even know what you'd call it, but like he's got, he's obviously like this trained killer, like absolutely ruthless, but he's also very smart. He's got, you know, all that, that side to him. And he's clearly even again, whether it's this version or even just in black Panther, he's got these like kind of well thought out, like plans, Machiavellian schemes. But then also just like the way he talks is kind of fun because he is from like LA or whatever. Yeah, I, it's a nice dichotomy because he he's very intelligent and he as like very like meticulous and well mm. thought out, but he has just a very casual way mm. of speaking. Like in the movie, like the movie when he's like T'Challa's like, "Hey, let's fight again." And he goes, "We're not doing that." It's like, no, that's over. <laughs> like all oh, that king shit, it's over. Like we're not doing that anymore. Like I I won and I'm not gonna let you do it again. So because you'll yeah. probably win. He calls Black Panther cuz like I don't know, it's just fun stuff. Um, I, again, I will say that it fun definitely did take me back in this episode how quickly he just killed. T'Challa. Uh, he he really did. He got rid of him real quick. But for that matter, even without oh, like without even like a augmentation suit, yeah, like oh. not a suit, um, without the Black Panther stuff in uh-huh. him. And for that matter, Chadwick Boseman did return as Black Panther for this one, which is cool. Because um, we knew that after even after his episode where he was Star Lord, he was going to have I think three or four other appearances. So we've that's another one we've checked off, right? Because he was in um, last week's as well. Right. Yeah. Um, and I. I th- I think there's probably a good chance he might he'll probably appear again. Yeah, I think before the season is over. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Denai Guerrero apparently was in here as Okoye, but I didn't really I feel like I didn't see much of her. Uh, yeah, she didn't have a ton of lines, I don't think. So I don't yeah. I really couldn't tell. Don Shudo was was was, was uh, T'Challa's parent was T'Challa's parents the same? Yeah. I guess I'm yep. jumping the gun. Yeah. There was okay. They did sound they did sound pretty similar. T'Chaka and Ramonda. Although I don't know. I think Ramonda is not his mother. I think that's his stepmother. The comics are to uh to be followed there. 
Andy Circus was used. I don't know. Right, of yeah, course. I think um, Ramonda there is, is Shuri's mother. Again, I don't... I always forget, because I bring this up some... I've brought this up to other people, and they're like, what? But I'm pretty sure that it's his stepmother, and that Shuri is his half-sister, technically. Oh. That's the way it is in the comics. That would, that would make sense, because their age gap's pretty big. Yeah. Right. They're a pretty large age gap. She, he's, I mean, he's like oh, no. 30 or so in the movies. I take that back entirely. According to the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki, it says that she is just his mother. So, scratch all that. Oh, so you just lied on on air. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah my bad. I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad our show is just full of lies. Uh, Paul Bettany was back as Jarvis for like a minute, which is still great. Yeah, um, good on him. And yeah, Don Cheadle was Rhodey, which is always just solid stuff. John Favreau was, was happy. So, I will say, I think the woman that got to do Pepper, she did pretty good. Yeah, she, I think so too. I think she like that got you know enough of like the sort of what's her name cadences. Yeah, like cadences and like Gwyneth. like yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you. Um, yeah, I feel like she got enough of her like sort of mannerisms and cadences in there. Where I was like, man, yeah, that works. Good stuff. All right. Anything else to say for that episode? Uh, not not really. Anything we won't say when we get into the trailer. So All right. might as well not. Sack attack. Kind of sack attack. I've got do our segment. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to let's talk about Rick and Morty? I guess. So we finished yeah. up the back half of Rick and Morty. Season 5, episodes 5 through 10. Yeah. From the Rick's giving extravaganza to Rick Mori Jack or something. Or Rick Mori Mort yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So what do you think of the back half of season 5? I want to hear your thoughts first. because I, I would s- say, for me, it was stronger than the f- front half. Um, there's a couple in agree. here. Just like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, and I think we probably even talked about this last time. I feel like people hype up Rick and Morty a little too much to the to the extent that they end up disappointing themselves just a little bit. Because for me, even like from season one, it was never one hundred percent hits, right? Even season it one and two for me have a couple duds where I'm like, eh, you know, I could take or leave that one. But I feel like for some reason, after like around that time, after around like season two time. It got such a big reputation that people expect every episode to be absolute gold. Yeah. When that's just not like feasible for a show. <laughs> Especially as you get more episodes, the just get diminishing returns, just like yeah. how just literally how that works. Mm-hmm. Except with Sunny though. Sunny will never be bad. <laughs> um, I won't I won't hear a word of it. Uh um, word. If you'll hear it. <laughs> so I think for I me will say that oh. no, I'm sorry, I'll just keep going. I don't know if you had more to say. I was going to say, I think the weakest one for me in this back half was nine, forgetting Sarek Morshall. Um Yeah, I agree. I, I have the episodes pulled up right next to me. I agree. That one was probably the weakest for me. I did not have... I did not care very much at all for the the Morty subplot of that one. So, you know. Thank you. I, I didn't really like... That episode was so strange to me. Because I didn't... It was just like a weird like a relationship metaphor. Yeah, I, I literally but like I, I'm like that's his grandfather. So they're treating it like they're like they're two people of equal age and stature, like dating each other, essentially. Yeah. What they're treating this as. But I'm like, that's like his grandfather. It's not the same. Regardless of like yeah. their personalities or and what they've been through or whatever. Like this is just like weird. It's like a like some dissonance, like cognitive dissonance, I think, almost. I kinda get what you mean. Because and yeah, they extend that obviously into ten. And like, I, I watched like the, the little behind the scenes things where they talk about it. And yeah, they that was very much intentional, doing the whole 
quote unquote, like they describe it sometimes like the one where they break up or whatever. And yeah, they they very much treat it as like two significant others breaking up, which I kind of agree. It's a little weird, but I mean, it's kind of par for the course for the show for me to be honest. And they've never had that's true any kind of traditional way of doing things. Yeah, and also it's a comedy, so like they're gonna do stupid shit like that. That's another thing I feel like people that's true gonna remember more often for Rick and Morty is that like it is a it is a like you know comedic animated show right like mm-hmm. Tim and maybe it's a little bit above these examples but like I I think it's people should treat it a little bit more like Family Guy or South Park or something so as to or even BoJack I think BoJack yeah, Horseman would probably be the so better one maybe even probably a little less than BoJack Horseman because I feel like BoJack Horseman is funny. But it also is more serious. Like it continuously, like it's serious and then it's funny, but it never like the overcorrects. There's and Morty, Rick and Morty kind of overcorrects sometimes. I think in either direction. I well, what I'm referring specifically to, other than just people getting their hopes up a little too much, is the other thing is I, I feel like mm-hmm. people. I, I hear so many people talking about Rick and Morty being like, when are we gonna get the the you know the main plot move forward? The, the you know when are we gonna talk about the the Beth stuff or the the uh. Citadel yeah, Frillo and or... Evil Morty and stuff, which obviously we did get in this. But and I, I I hear the words like filler episodes get thrown around a lot in regards to Rick and Morty, which to me is crazy because it just doesn't apply, right? This isn't a an episodic narrative driven show where that's really a valid complaint to me. Mm-hmm. Even though there is some elements of that, and I would I will say like you know Rick and Morty seems to go out of their way to have a continuity more so than those other examples I've mentioned, like a family guy or a South park. Right. Right. It, it still is like a comedy. Like there's nothing wrong with having an episode that is, doesn't move the quote unquote plot because I don't think it should have very much of a plot. If you have a, mm-hmm. a show that this kind of silly and ridiculous and again, just funny and you're trying to bog it down with a plot that to me is the exact opposite direction. Um, right. So I, that's never been a complaint to me, even though I did enjoy like the finale, which got back with the evil morty stuff i never you know in the past couple seasons really been like oh it's we really need that back otherwise we're kind of floundering like i don't know it's supposed to just be funny to me more than anything like i would definitely agree i don't think that like you said filler episode applies here uh well i did like the back half of episode 10 i enjoyed other episodes like episode 6 um rick and morty's thanksploitation spectacular i thought that one was really funny like i thought that one was like not to sound like a fucking youtube essayist but like very classic rick and morty yeah like an episode two kind of thing for the season where it was just like a goofy thing and they did like a goofy plot and it was just kind of funny like they did funny stuff with the president and i just i just kind of like the president stuff because like they're all trying to one-up each other and they do all this stuff yeah and they're all turkeys and he turns into a turkey and the, the turkey becomes president it's i thought it was very funny what did you think of the uh the like voltron one Oh, that one sucked. I did not like that one. Like, 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 I actually did not like that one very much at all. That's, I was going to say, like, I only, I really, I only really like, like, four episodes out of this season. I got to be <laughs> honest. The first two, six, and 10, and the end of 10, maybe eight, maybe, but that one, again, that one didn't even do, maybe, you know, maybe I'll give eight. I'll give eight a pass. That one was fine. Harsh on Rick but and like, Morty, seven, because oh, it, I just, I don't know. It's just, I guess I'm just mature. I don't know what to say. Just, <laughs> just funny. No, I I don't know. I just I just didn't think it was that funny. I don't know. I, I will say it's a weird plot. There's a weird the weird part where 
Rick kills all those uh, like anime people to get the robots, but then is like, oh, Summer, look at this anime person I hired to help us like delegate work. I'm like, but bro, what? What, Rick, what, are you, what are you doing? Like, why are you? I think the point was that. What are you saying? At that point, Rick was so far removed from like the operation of it that he didn't, as in like the main Rick. That was my understanding there. I guess that's fair. Is that also? I think the 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 ones that he acquired, right? The first five from his mm-hmm. universe, he did just happen upon. I don't think he had to kill anyone for him. No, he it, it said he did. Like there are like little shots of him like garrot wiring a couple people to steal theirs. I think that was maybe later he on. didn't. Maybe someone else did. I think. I yeah, think maybe it was another Rick that he gets in the beginning. Are just ones that he stumbled upon, like he does in the beginning of the episode. And yeah, then, yeah. But once later on, once he gets insatiable about it, and he wants the the go 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 bot or whatever it is yes, that 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 was kind of good when he was like, I gotta make yeah. If everyone gets their own, like there's five Gotrons, so Gotron's gonna make a go Gotron, and yeah. those five of those make an even bigger one. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, by that point they were jumping into universes and stealing them and stuff, but I don't think he was involved. But overall, I agree. I. This is almost just a uh, overall sort of uh, critique, maybe of Rick and Morty. Is I think sometimes they lean a little bit too heavy into the pop culture references, where like I like to think you and I are pretty mostly savvy. I think we we got a, a pretty good repertoire of uh, references and things that we can draw on. And even still, I'll be watching Rick and Morty, and it's like I can tell that's a reference to something, but, but I, I can't know, tell you what it is. I don't really know what. Yeah. And, I feel like if I did, it was it would probably be funnier. Like that whole the whole episode with the uh, the voiceover, right? In in that Gotron episode, there was like yeah, the, the voiceover variants. I mean, I've seen stuff with voiceovers, obviously, but I was like, I'm like, is this is this reference to something in particular? Is this supposed to make me think of a specific thing? I th- I figured it was supposed to be like a Goodfellas thing. Okay, like a Goodfellas like when like he's the, like monologuing like, to himself. Yeah, there was like the gang family element of it. I said, okay, goodbye. Yeah. But yeah, I do get what you mean. There's a lot of times where they they frame a thing in a very like this is a reference, and you're like, I know what they're trying. Like they're trying to do something, but I could not tell you, gun to my head, what it was. It's Even just, within, it's just kind title. of annoying. It's like, well, like the title of that episode was Gotron yeah. Jerry Sis Rick Vangelian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That some of the I like some of these are are good, but yeah, if you don't know the reference, it's just like gibberish. Well, even like if you don't know what an Evangelion is, yeah. if you don't know about Neon Genesis Evangelion, you won't be like, well, okay, this episode title means nothing to me. Also, do they do that in Neon Genesis? They don't put together, do they? Isn't that like a Voltron? No, no. And, and that one, they just they just um uh, operate giant robots that are only fueled if you have depression. Uh, uh eight there. Yeah. So all the kids that Returnal friendship, Returnal friendship of the spotless of the spotless Mort. Yeah. That's that was a good one. I've seen that movie. And that was a good ref. That's very apt for the episode. That's obviously a reference to Eternal, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And yeah, it actually... A very that good one, movie also. No, it is a very good movie. Uh, that one obviously does go like pretty... pretty. They, they go well together. Like That title is actually accurate because it is very much like in the vein of that movie. Mm-hmm. The, the going through people's memories and stuff. I thought that was a good one. That That's a good example of like... It's funny. I think it had like... Obviously, uh, more, if you want to call it that, like a serious kind of story to it, right? Mm-hmm. We, like, learn backstory and narrative shit. But also, it wasn't, like, 
you know, about moving any kind of plot. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I suppose the, yeah. the person thing has been a, around for a while. And he's always like, you know, his whole thing of between being bird person and then Phoenix person and then Brick got him and now he, he's fully fixed him and all like, but it's not, you know, I feel like it's not too much about like, oh, we're going to move the plot. And like, I, you know, in that same kind of vein, they kind of hang a lampshade on that within the or hang a lantern. I always forget in the oh, uh, lampshade. How is it? I think okay. it's lampshade in the context or, of the season, like in episode 10 there. Rick's always talking about, like, oh, I don't want to do this. That's canon. Oh, we got to do canon stuff. Like, oh, they're expecting this to be canon. And, like, oh, yeah. Oh, we so gotta... Or even, yeah, he's like, oh, take my, we're trying to jump the shark with my backstory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, Rick's whole breaking the fourth wall thing, I feel like he's kind of tying into that. Where maybe that's the creators leaning into a bit of, like, hey, guys, like, why are you guys so worried about the canon of this show? Just enjoy the funny episodes. Yeah. Just in, just enjoy um, Morty's sperm killing everybody. Yeah, that one I don't. The incest baby thing is just weird. I couldn't tell if I, I like it better so... or worse that they keep mentioning it. I was yeah, I, out I of all the. I think doesn't Jerry say something about it, or someone says something where like out of all the plot lines, yeah, have everything to stick. It's the incest baby. Like that's. It's like that's, yeah, I don't know. It's very gross. Like I, and also yeah. I feel like they do they do that thing we talked about. Um, on episode uh, six, adult uh, only on Adult Swim, you know, I've, I've, of course, everyone who's listening to this episode, listen to that one as you've listened to all of them every time before the new one comes out. But they do forgetting Sherrick more, Sarah Marshall. Oh, God, I'm with a tongue twister trying to say these, and they're like, we're done. And then at the end of episode ten, they're good. They do the, they do have the. Oh, you need a partner to push this lever, and then that's the end. And I'm like, so did they just immediately go back on this story? They, like, and here's the thing. Instantly, the moment they got. I think this is what bothers me more than anything about it. It's not that they want to have, like, some kind of overall narrative in addition to just doing silly episodes. That's fine. But I think my per, my specific problem, and we talked about this last time for the first half, is they don't commit enough to it. Where mm-hmm. they want to be, hey, we're this weird, we're, we're like, cool, we're, we're, a, we're a legit story. We're not just a, a goofy animated show. We have, you know, character development and the change and, and, and the status quo actually change, but it never really does. Like, right. in like a South Park or Family Guy, the, the, the status quo, of course, never changes, right? Mm-hmm. But no one expects it to, and no one finds it to be a problem when they do. Family Guy never convinced, wants to convince you that Peter Griffin's going to be a funny, or a, a, he's funny, like a nicer dad mm-hmm. or whatever, or everyone's going to start treating Meg better. Like, it, yeah. But the, you know, status quo always remains unchanged for the most part mm-hmm. and uh this show for whatever reason they want to pretend like they don't um but like it really never sticks like i feel like we've done this whole hey rick you gotta treat me better and, and treat me like an equal i feel like we've done this plot eight different times and like we've oh, talked yeah. about with beth and them and like rick we're not gonna let you tell us what to do you're gonna be a better part of this family we're gonna like you know we're all agree and stuff. You're not just gonna like tell us all what to do. Except he still mm-hmm. does. Like, yeah, he just controls them. Sticks. I don't know. So it's like I, I wouldn't dislike it as much if I feel like we hadn't done it six times already. Like when mm-hmm. they did the whole, hey, our relationship isn't great. You got to be better. I was like, this is this is fine. You're not wrong. But like, why are we doing it again? Gotta, like, yeah, you got to decide. Do you do you want to keep the relationship the way it is because it's funny? And again, overall, this show is funny. Or do you want to make it better? 
because you want these characters to change because you're dedicated to yeah like actual narrative because i feel like every time we've done this in the past it just kind of regresses like i can't imagine in season six he is just gonna totally treat morty like an equal like he's gonna still be calling him a dumbass and stuff because it's funny and that's the the narrative the, like the the dynamic that the show is built on so like yeah i don't know i had a, i wrote down a couple of my favorite jokes if you'd like to hear them oh sure Couple of because I don't know, I, I don't know if the show always makes me laugh out loud, but a couple of these I thought were actual r- absolute rippers. Uh, in the uh, thanks Thanksgiving one, <laughs> when the president yeah. comes in for help, and he's and Morty's like, "Oh gosh, what are we gonna do? The the turkey president, he's got the <laughs> he's he's got the Air Force and the Marines and, and a real army." And Rick's like, "Oh yeah, c- quick, Morty, <laughs> right? List all the branches of the service. So, quick, somebody have a pen." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll say I won't jump on this. I guess um, joke I like from that episode is when they're in the garage and uh, what is it? Uh, he's like, he's in, uh, presence like, what do you just hate countries? What's wrong with you? And Rick's like, countries are like, uh, what is it? Governments and employee an employment program for the people who create them. And the presence like, okay, Fight Club. Let's calm down. <laughs> it's like that's a good one because Rick just get all that edgy shit. Rick always says that fucking yeah. I'm 14. This is very deep. Exactly. Kind of shit. There was uh in the these oh these other three are actually all just from the the Gotron episode but um, it's when Summer fires them and they're back at their house and Jerry's like oh I don't really I don't really like her I hate Summer why is she being so mean and he's like should we kill ourselves so we can beat her to hell and wait by the <laughs> to beat her up <laughs> I don't know that was yeah ridiculous that was funny that's the way Rick's or uh, Jerry's mind works. He's like, I know how I'll get to summer, and I'm gonna kill myself. And I was like, whoa. At the end, when at the end of that episode, when they decide to not be in the Gotron anymore or whatever, and they just give it up or whatever, then like Morty just mentions offhand, he's like, yeah, but the space monsters are still out there. Millions die every day. <laughs> and they just like lock up their door, and Jerry's yeah. stuck outside. Yeah. <laughs> and then the post credits for that episode was also I thought hilarious. Oh, um, yes. I was going to mention that, too. That was a very good post credit. <laughs> it was very funny. It was just like, yeah, in this this little, you know, pocket universe where um the the monster bugs are, like, normal size, and they just have, like, a school where they're being trained to 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 go to other universes to um spread the cure for AIDS. <laughs> And they're like, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, we always go to small universes to, uh, to, to, so that, you know, we're bigger there. I don't, I don't remember the exact logic. I don't know. Some of that just cracked me up. Yeah, it's like, well, what if, what is it like we like come out naked, giant screaming like animals? <laughs> yeah. Where they can hear us. Yeah. Very good. Cause he was like, yeah, cause they get, they get in like a huddle before they all jump through and they're like, what do we do? go to universes with tiny people to and like why do we do it to spread the cure for aids and then they get <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to tell them the recipe for the <laughs> it's like two parts salt and the rocket launcher yeah. blows them up so that was really funny <laughs> um yeah, that was good this says did you, i don't know do you got much else not particularly we can't i don't think Justin Rose said he would like to air one episode a month so as to lengthen the time that the show's on the air. That's absurd. <laughs> well, who said that? Justin Roiland. Uh, I don't like that at all. I guess he's the voice actor. He's not the animator, so yeah. he doesn't have to worry about that. He was out of the lions. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't. I, aren't they? Aren't they? Re- then they get renewed last season for like eighty episodes total, yeah. so they got eight Full seasons. Bunch. Yeah, I wonder. Let's see. I can't. I can't imagine this is gonna get better. I. Because right I mean, now they're only they're bet they're betting forty percent for me for a ten episode run. I mean, we've been nitpicking fifty percent nitpicking here, but I really don't dislike it. I've I've liked the last the last two seasons, and you've been pretty harsh on them both. Um, so I'm still I, I, I was not I was I was not crazy about them. I'll have to disagree with you on that. Like I we are kind of nitpicking for conversation, but like I really am not really feeling it. Like just in general, I'm not. I don't have a lot of high hopes. I would say. For the I, remainder of this series, I'm enjoying my time for the most part. So, again, there's some things I'd like, like, but I don't hate it by any means. Right. One one thing I will say, I'll talk about episode, the end of the episode, the big like evil Morty plot finishing up. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting when they just explained the curve because I remember we off pod we talked about how the curve doesn't make a lot of sense if it's infinite, mm-hmm. but now it kind of does. Like they just they they built the curve. They're like, yeah. they're like, oh, well, we'll just make you only be able to access the universes where we win. Mm-hmm. And Marty's like, yeah, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Like, I kind of hate this. And he, I'm like, I mean, you're right. Rick's the worst. Yeah. They're just only making Mortys to do something, just you, to have that adventure. Do you want to talk about that? Like, I know we sort of talked around the, like, narrative thing. But, like, the, the big sort of bombs that were dropped as far as, like, the overall story of Rick and Marty, right, is that Rick's backstory, Rick is the one that was shown in the Rick Shank Redemption episode, right? beginning of episode three? Yeah, the, yeah. Is that where his family with the with that one Rick comes to him and it's like, yeah. "Hey, you're about to figure out interdimensional travel, and you're and when you do it, come come with me and like hang out, and we're gonna you know rule the universe or the, yeah. in every conceivable reality." And he's like, "I'm good." And he goes, "All right, you know what I'll do? I'll just kill your family." Yeah, which, yeah, I don't know. Um, when they show that. The first time in the Rick Shank Redemption, there Rick's like, "Ah, I got you. That's not real." But it turns out that just is real. That's that's his backstory. I saw some like interesting ideas about it, which is kind of true. Is that? I mean, obviously, if you want to get into like again what infinite really means, it gets kind of trippy. But if you assume that the we've had the same Rick the whole time, um, which is what C one thirty seven. Yeah, his. That means his daughter really did die. And so Beth, any of the Beths, none of them, all of them are not really his His, daughter. His daughter. True. Which means that this Morty is not really his quote unquote grandson, which is interesting. Um, Especially when you get into some of the like, if you remember all the times that they've left their universe. Right. Or at least the, yeah. the couple big ones. Like like the Cronenberg universe is not his original universe. Yeah. It's like a different yeah, one. Yeah, that was... Even for, for him. For him, that was never his original universe. Um, And then in the season three or whatever, when they leave for... Because of the squirrels, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. To abandon one universe because of the Cronenberg thing. But again, that was never even his real one. So, like, he took the Mor- that Morty, but that Morty's not really, quote-unquote, his Morty. And then they jumped, and they had to jump again. And so, like, I guess it, it kind of makes you wonder then, like, where is that, like, Beth's real dad, right? Unless it's one of the universes where, like, they jumped there because they died. Like, that's what they did for the Cronenberg one, right? Yeah. Like, they jumped to a universe where they both or died. Or one where he, where he knew he wouldn't come back or I mean, something. 
So that that's that's sort of an book do for for like this you know sort of narrative of it. What I think is strange is that in episode eight when he talks to his like mem the memory of himself, mm-hmm. well, past Rick essentially, it's just like, oh, you're one of the Ricks that went back with Beth, you fucking loser. Yeah. But then it's like, well, hold on a minute. According to this backstory, he wasn't like what he his family was killed in front of him. Why would he call him a loser when he watched his daughter be killed? Because he's a young like I don't. He even says that though. He's like, oh, you go hang out with our dead daughter. He's like, yeah, man, shut up (laughs) or whatever. I I don't know. I think it's just that's young Rick who's kind of a dick. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. So like that is interesting to me. Is that that's not really his real family at all. And even if you, I guess, you know, obviously, you know, in a universe like this, it gets very trippy because he tells them all the time that he doesn't give a shit because he'll just jump to a different universe and it'll it'll be (laughs) practically the same for him that he doesn't care about any of them. Yeah. Which, again, is sort of a lie, but then it's like it's it gets weird when you really then this is sort of one of the things where, again, I feel like them trying to be funny and them trying to make like this this impactful story about these characters can kind of come into conflict is like Mm -hmm. rick they've gotten him at various points to actually admit that yes whatever nothing matters and i'm a big dumb narcissist or not well he's a narcissist but also a uh, nihilist (laughs) um and i don't care about anything but he's they've gotten to admit that he really does care about the specific family that he's with now right which is to say the morty that he's had from the beginning and then the rest of the family he's had since God knows when, actually. Yeah, whenever he jumps on. Um, it's, so it's, I don't know, that that is a sort of an interesting element of it. It's kind of cool that this Rick in particular is responsible for the creation of the Citadel because he killed so many Ricks that they felt the need to band together to defend themselves from yeah. him. Yeah, he's the Rick, he just sits, and they, yeah, they always kept trying to kill him. It's very interesting. It does make you wonder if he ever got the one that killed his family in particular i don't think he did i think that one will like i think that one always got away from him i think that was the maybe that'll be because why i become so dejected recurring maybe that'll come up again because i think about like this evil morning surely that's just taken care of now right like that's done that can't come back right the citadel because he's outside yeah and evil morty's gone yeah he broke the finite curve i wonder if uh, he broke like did he break the curve or escape the curve i can't i don't know his wording is that he escaped yeah. it, and that now, or maybe he did break it. I don't know. Um, but now he's in a universe where Rick isn't the smartest person, and I guess I think the implication is that he's the smartest person, right? Yeah. I did think it's interesting. People point out his portal color of his gun is yellow because mm-hmm. he's not like combined with Rick anymore, so it's not green because Rick is like blue, like his color is blue, and Mortis is yellow. So I just take that out. Yeah, you know, you know how colors. You know colors. Yeah, I'm familiar. Like, do you think that everything he said about the Rick and Morty dynamic is true and applies to our specific Rick and Morty? About the fact that what, like that he, they like they're engineered? Yeah, that he was an engineered Morty. Yeah, and that because again, uh, his I, I think that's like probably true. But like again, there there has been other stuff that has suggested to us that he really does care about this Morty. But again, they don't really resolve it other than, like you said, they, they push that lever together, which is real nice. But like a yeah, minute, they, they not like two minutes prior, Morty's like, wait, you didn't even come back because you actually wanted to see me just because the crows left you, too. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Yo, I don't like I don't get why he 
becomes infatuated with the crows. I, the, I, like, okay. I mean, that was I so agree. stupid. That, that was, was so funny. stupid. Yeah, you didn't think it was funny. I thought the anime opening at the beginning of ten was funny. Yeah, he would. when and he's like, he "We gotta fight him every week." Like he's yeah, a he crow scare. Oh, shut up. You watch Gate. I'll kill Come you. on. I didn't think it was funny at the end of episode nine when he literally just says, "He's like, also Marty, not even gonna lie, I'm just really obsessed with crows right now." <laughs> like, I don't know. That was pretty funny. I know. I, th- I thought I it was, thought it was so he goes, stupid. He goes to the crows. And the crow is like, the training is untraining. For the untrained, he's trained. And he's spitting nonsense. And then Rick's like, oh my gosh, the crows always were. They always did know. And then at the end. That's so dumb because he just just captures them. When the crows come to his aid. And he's like, wait, you you guys like realize that like my toxic thing with Morty doesn't define our relationship? Wow. Crows are empathetic as fuck. (laughs) Oh, come on. You're no fun. I, I feel like you're coming into this not wanting to enjoy it, Jack. You should have a good time a, with it. A little bit. Just a little bit. I won't even lie. Like, it's just... It's just, like, dumb. It's just so dumb. Because, <laughs> like, you keep talking about... They do so often the... No, I actually care about you, Morty. You're my grandson. But then he's like, I guess we're doing two crows now, and I'm going to break up with you as I would a girlfriend. It's like... Again, why, like what are we doing? Pick I really one. I don't know what I feel about that. I don't know why they can't just pick a lane with that. So is Morty that's, dumber that's my not? Big problem. I don't. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I. I did like, like in I, the beginning. Was it in the beginning of the, of that same episode eight there? Um, where Morty was going around fixing Rick's like mistakes. Episode ten, yeah, episode ten, nine, and nine it was. I actually did think that was really cool because I, like, yeah, I don't was, know Morty's competent. He's doing. He's being competent. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. It's it's just a like I remember saw some YouTube uh, YouTube video about the season and some kind of like kind of summed it up for me where they end episode three with Morty getting into a relationship and then having to break it off and like and is like in a very bad place and he has to like grow from it and the next episode his sperm is evil and tries to kill everybody and he it fertilizes his sister's egg it's like again what are I we think, doing I think that's really kind of the problem with Rick and Morty is that. Because every third episode or whatever they want to do, like, oh, this is emotional, bro. We're actually, we're, this is real. We're doing real TV here. I feel like because of that, it gives people the wrong sort of impression. I really do. I, I think the answer to this is to just, and I don't know, again, maybe this is the opposite because so many people have come to expect this. But to me, the thing is, like, just do even less of those. There, should, there shouldn't be so many of these, like, we're doing season. a big story. Because it's just, that shouldn't be what it's about. It should just be funny. And again, fucking Family Guy doesn't have this kind of baggage, right? No one ever is like watching an episode of Family Guy and they're like, but last week Peter said he did really like his family. Why is he being a meanie head again? <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, to me, it's it's not the type of, of approach that this type of show needs. I think if they just did one-offs and everyone was okay with that, that that's just better. But again... They've kind of dug this hole where everyone expects like, oh, but Rick and Morty isn't like, a, Rick and Morty's real. It's like, it's like real. It's legit. It's a different show. It's for cool guys. I'm cool because yeah, I so. like it. If you said your piece, you want to act attack, so we're not doing this too long. Yeah. Yeah, it's like attack. We'll probably just slice right. them in our wheels. So we're ready to, trail, tra- to our famous segment. Our famous, world famous recurring segment, trailer trash or trailer cash. Trash or trailer cash. Now, before we start that one. Uh, correction from last week is that we did not say if the Wheel of Time trailer was trailer trash or trailer cash. 
Uh-huh. Maybe we can re- we'll run me that real quick. As always, it's both. It's, it, was it, both. Was, it was a little trailer cash because it was it was Wheel of Time and we like Wheel of Time. Yeah. A little trailer trash. Cards. Some cards uh, close to the check. It didn't give away too much for a first trailer, which I'm always very appreciative of. So for that reason, definitely trailer, trailer cash. Trailer tra- cash. But there was not enough wolf magic. And not nearly enough wolf magic. It is trailer, trailer. trash. So this trailer. week, said our two said. contestants on trailer trash or trailer cash are, of course, that what if mid-season trailer sneak peek thing. Trailer. And, and the uh, Hawkeye trailer. Hawkeye trailer. So, or teaser. Let's do, let's do uh, what if first, I think, because we were talking about it. And I know people are foaming at the mouth. I know you, listener, you listening right now, you unnamed person in maybe California and mo- or mostly New York, statistically speaking. You better be. You better be chomping. Yeah, oh, that's, that's just based on our track. Cash. Uh, actually, right. well, hold on. Uh, side note. Uh, it's not cha- chomping. It's champing. Did I say chomping? You champ at the bit. Did you I? Did. I, I, oh, I feel ashamed. I do know that it's chomp, champing. I'm aware. All right. It's just a slip of the tongue, I promise. It better be. Ooh, let's put that strike one for the episode. Oh, no. All right, let's get into it. So we don't need to talk really about any of the stuff um, that relates to Killmonger and Tony Stark because that turned out to just be this week's episode. Right. Um, I will say the most interesting part of the trailer for me, and that's what I will base off all my thoughts on, is the scene in which Party Thor from the Party Thor episode and Doctor Strange from the from episode four are together in like a space void. So that makes me think that let's get to that one of these episodes. Okay, okay, okay. So I would just want to say a couple of the the single off before that. Right. Well, really, just the the only main one that I saw personally um, was. The one that appears to me to be a sort of Age of Ultron. Now, for anyone who's not super familiar, Age of Ultron in the comics is much different than the movie in that, for one, it's it's actually like an Age of Ultron. It's not like a a week, <laughs> no, like a couple of days, a weekend of Ultron. Yeah. So it's like an actual proper like apocalypse scenario, like a post-apocalypse, right? Where Ultron really does like successfully basically defeat the Avengers and take over the world. And it's looking pretty rough, and and eventually the only way they overcome it is with uh, like time travel hijinks, right? But that all being said, in this trailer there appears to be a world where it's basically Black Widow is like the last remaining Avenger, and uh, right, yeah, she's in a scenario which appears to be that, right? Like an apocalyptic sort of Ultron's taken over, and there's Ultron bots bots everywhere. So I think that's cool. I mean. For that one, I don't have much else to say other than that, but you know, I just I thought that was cool. I'm gonna say it again to me, it reminded me much more of like the proper comic version of uh Age of Ultron, which is a very fun thing to allude right. to. It also seems like in the trailer, uh, she has Captain America's shield and is muscular and throwing it, so she might be a super soldier yeah. in this Ultron. She's she's um, which I think is yeah, it seems like she's taken on a lot of the other Avengers because I, I think in a different uh shot, you see her using what. I assume to be like Hawkeye's bow. So it's right, yeah. that you'd be carrying on all the uh, kind of the remaining Avengers stuff, which I always like. I think that's an interesting concept always. You know, they're the last one, so they carry up mm. the mantle mm-hmm. of all of them at once. There's like a, there's a recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic that has that same kind of vibe where one of the turtles, is there's only one left and he's got all the other weapons of the rest of them. 
is pretty fun. Leonardo or no, it's, who's it's the lead, whoever the leader is. No, the the last one is Mikey actually. Oh uh, yeah, I think I, I think I didn't know about that. Which is like kind of tough because he's like the funny one. He's got to be the last one. <laughs> he's got to be the sad one. I think that's that's the only thing I got written out for that though. Other than yeah, getting into this thing. So like you said, there's a couple tra- uh, shots in this that seem to suggest that there's going to be some sort of crossover because people have been speculating for pretty much since the first episode or prior to pretty much since the show has has really gotten gotten underway here that mm-hmm. at some point they're actually going to cross over and they're not going to be all separate as they seem. Um, right. And this seems to pretty much confirm that, I would say. Uh, it was outright. Which I'm like, I'm not too sure I like that. I'm not a huge yeah. fan. They're like, oh, and here's the Here's the thing. I'm like, I'm pretty hyped. Know, I'm not. It's cool. I'm hyped about. Like, I'm excited. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not excited. I just wish again that I didn't. I, I was just watching an episode and then they crossed over and I was like, oh, oh shit, they're crossing over. That's yeah, crazy. Trailer. Yeah, that I can fully yeah. understand. But like you said, there's one shot that appears to be, um, yeah, it's, uh, Doctor Strange Supreme hanging out with Party Thor. Some version. Of, is that the Party Thor? See, this is where I get confused because we still haven't got that episode. I, I, I guess I assumed it was because it feels because the other the only other Thor we've seen has been dead, has been yeah, killed. I, I looked it up. There's a there's a pop a phone call pop. So yes, yeah, so that is Party Thor. <laughs> How good! I'm so good. I I love that all the every all the way we know about movies now is Lego leaks and fucking Funko Pops. Yeah, I mean, how else? Like in Funko Pop, we trust. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm comparing the little still here from the Funko Pop and. That is what it appears. Um, so that's yeah. So Strange Supreme is gonna return at some point, and then there's the other shot. This is my favorite shot in the trailer, it, or this this sneak peek, I guess it's called. Is they're doing sort of the Avengers uh, circle around shot from the first Avengers movie, like that super. Oh, and they're all, shot. they're all like different. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah Flashes back, and then you get like a different one, which I I will for the purposes of this here. Uh, I'm gonna dub the multiverse Avengers. And it's the makeup of it is Warlord Gamora, who we still haven't gotten yet. Right. Um, Age of Ultron, Black Widow, who we still haven't gotten yet. Captain Carter, yep. Yeah. Um, some version of Thor. I had called him Party Thor. I, I don't know if he's or not, but it's Thor. T'Challa, Star Lord, is is in that circular shot, right? And then later on, mm-hmm. there's a shot in uh, the trailer where Captain Carter is facing down some kind of red light. For lack of a better term, like some, they're clearly facing up against some foe or something. He's got all this red power. Yeah. Um, who I was also just was assuming was uh, Strange Supreme, and in mm-hmm. that shot, also present there is Spider-Man, T'Challa, and Scott Lang from the Zombies episode. Oh, I and yeah, yeah, because you can see it's it's Scott Lang in the jar floating with the cape. It's Spider-Man, who I, that's why I was assuming, and then it's like T'Challa with the missing leg. He's on like a crutch. We're going to so. have two T'Challas meeting up with each other? Yeah. Just a, uh, a conversation, could... just like a vision from the end of WandaVision? Just Chad so. wasn't talking to himself? Yeah, unless I'm wrong. Now I've got myself worried, and now I feel like I might be an idiot, because that might just be from the zombies episode, the more I think about it. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, because they f- maybe it's just oh gosh, I feel like a dumb dumb. Is it just when they fight? Oh no, Scarlet Witch in uh, let's see if I can get it. I oh maybe it is. Oh oh golly gee. All right, I'm gonna rescind. Oh, that is We're unfortunate. I think it's what it is. It isn't 
Captain Carter with the shield. It's Bucky with the shield. And they look very similar because they both have long brown hair. All right. <laughs> we can cut that part. Um, although I don't know who this yeah, guy I'll t- is. Yeah, I'll totally cut that. Who's this, uh, who's this shirtless or this, uh, this sleeveless guy? I don't know who that's supposed to be. Huh. All right, never mind. <laughs> so back to the Avengers, though. <laughs> the multiverse Avengers, we'll call them. Um, I think that's really cool. Especially because those are all very interesting, like, cool-looking versions of those characters. It just seems like it'd be a fun thing to see as all of them teaming up. Yeah, I agree. It's weird. It's interesting to me that Warlord Gamora seems to be a good guy. Because <laughs> the whole, Yeah, like, especially because she has... The whole point of that episode is that she's uh, new Thanos. She just what it, inherits Thanos. Uh, that's what I was assuming. Power. Yeah, yeah agree, exactly. Yeah. Because those you don't know, it's, uh, Warlord Gamora is, I think, the like what the one of Gamora in the Thanos armor has been dubbed. I think, unless I made that up, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're calling. I thought it, it was. I thought it was Warlord Gamora. Yeah. yeah. So, um, his Titan's yeah. called. No, oh, he's the Mad Titan, not the Mad Warlord. So. To me, the implication of her wearing the Thanos armor was essentially something was going to happen to Thanos or whatever, and she was going to take up the mantle and become Thanos, essentially. So it's it's strange yeah. that, uh, yeah, she seemed to be on the good team. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. I don't know. How many more episodes are there supposed to be of What If? There are nine episodes, so we are on six. So we have three more left. Oh, wow. So, I think. okay. Okay, so then obviously there's only Is it- left here. They might get longer though. They could be longer, like forty minutes or something, to set it up and pay it off. Here's a quote-unquote leak of all the episodes, but these are already wrong. Party <laughs> um, <this has> <laughs> Thor listed as five, which we have not gotten yet. This has Killmonger versus Tony listed as six, which that was right. But zombies as seven, yeah. but zombies clearly should be switched with Party Thor. And then it has Gamora versus Tony and Infinite Ultron, which none of those. Yeah, jump out yeah. to me as a crossover, do they? No, they don't. So I wonder. Well, I well I think Infinite Ultron could be a crossover because they need to beat him. Maybe, maybe, maybe like, he's the actual threat. Like Widow can't beat him alone. That could be. That could be. But again, yeah, I don't know how perhaps. Strange Supreme rolls back in unless they bring him in as a a good guy again. They either just get him back on brand. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. These, these episodes might have to be longer. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I don't so, that. So I guess that shape out according to this that thing I just read that would suggest that Gamora is gonna the Gamora one is gonna be the same one as the Tony Stark on Sakaar one maybe yeah that might be it might just be a space one I don't know there's a lot of people's or it could theory. be a Thor or a party Thor or it would be a Sakaar one in space because be sure. that one is if Thor doesn't leave during Civil War I think or something like that that's what I saw leaks about but there's a lot of uh people's theories that i'm seeing here as to what the episodes may or may not be um the only other thing i really wanted to mention then in there was uh i just thought it was really cool that captain carter was wearing a stealth suit because like in the mainline mcu obviously right when right uh one of the first suits captain america wears once he's back from the ice is a stealth suit it's his stealth suit from from the winter soldier right, right. um and so it makes sense that if they pull Peggy Carter from the timeline that she would still be in right at the end of her episode, which is to say she woke up in the present as well, and she met Nick Fury and presumably also going to like join S.H.I.E.L.D. and do all that, it would make sense that she would have a suit that's kind of similar. So I just thought that was really fun. She's got yeah. the, so it's like the, it's more muted. It's mostly just all blue and brown with like silver detail. 
And then the shield is also a different color. This is also fun because in the Hydra Stomper Lego set, um, the version of Captain Carter you get is a stealth suit Captain Carter. Um, Ooh, very nice. Which is fun. Um, but I also found kind of confusing after watching the episode because I was like, oh, this must just be a thing that Lego just you know made up for the heck of it, which they do on occasion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they were already doing a uh, a Captain Carter for the minifigure series, so I think maybe they just didn't want to double up on two of the exact same. So they're like, all right, we'll make it a little different. We'll just do something our own. But as it turns out, uh, this tell suit Peggy Carter is in is going to be in the show, so that's fun. Yeah. All right, you got anything else to add? The... No, I think that's pretty much it because it's kind of like a mid-season thing, so it's not. Yeah, we're probably gonna. We're, I mean, we'll see it come to fruition sooner or later. Absolutely. Um. So then on the Hawkeye, right? So I uh, yeah. absolutely Hawk... love this. Oh, this I agree. This is a very good trailer. I'm maybe even more excited for the show. I, I mean, big... I was, I was excited, but this one was like, I have high hopes. I'm a big Hawkeye man myself. Uh, personally, I don't know. I think part of it you like... love that Hawkeye run. Oh, love it. Love it to death. I think part of it is because, well, definitely part, a big, big part of it is that run in particular. Um, but also just the idea of like, uh, I think because in the MCU, he's a bit of an underdog. I feel like that made me dig in my heels a little more, you know, everyone tell mm-hmm. oh, Hawkeye's boring. Why is Hawkeye on the Avengers? He's like, he's like barely a superhero. Oh. So I'm, I, I'm on the Hawkeye defense force over here. <laughs> um, White knighting Hawkeye. Yeah. I'm an absolute simp for Hawkeye. So I think because of that, <laughs> because everyone's dogging on him too much, uh, I'm like, no, guys, you don't get it. In the in the comics, Hawkeye's actually like really cool. No, guys, guys, right. you gotta listen. I swear he's cool. Well, I've always been a big Hawkeye boy, uh, so I'm all about this. Very excited, and yeah, this trailer is really good. Um, I've mentioned a couple times on the show that I thought that Hawkeye run that I'm so fond of by um, Matt Fraction, and I worry every time that I put your name, but I think it's David Aja is absolutely stupendous. It's one of my favorite comics, you know, comic runs that I think I've ever read. I got them all in, in trade paperback and uh, I'm going to get Jack to read them before the show comes out. No, I won't. Mark my words. It'll happen. Never um, happen. No, it will. <laughs> you'll see. You'll <laughs> see. Jack. It will. Aww. But so I've mentioned a couple times that I thought it would tie into that and the trailer actually showed that it's going to be more reflective of that than i would have ever actually dreamed oh really um it is yeah it's it there's a there's a lot in here that is taken pretty much directly from um from run run, which is really really cool the general vibe of it is very much so i will say i'm not going to try to do like direct spoilers from the run just in case they do cross over a lot but the general vibe of it is very similar. Like, and I was curious as to how they were going to do that because in the comic, Hawkeye is a bachelor. He doesn't have kids or anything. And the the plot, essentially, of the comic is like, what does Hawkeye do when he's not being an adventure? Basically on his time off, right? And I was like, I don't know how they're going to fold that into this version because surely what Hawkeye in the MCU does when he's not being an Avenger is hang out with his family, live on his farm. Um, So I'm like, how are they going to get Hawkeye to be in an apartment building in New York? Because that's that's a big part of it is that he buys an apartment building. And so he lives there and is like the landlord and hangs out with all the tenants and stuff. And it's him dealing with like a lot of low stake sort of villains crime, right? Like just these gangsters, which again, seem to have made their way to this adaptation, which is really cool. 
Right, yeah. Um, it's just, like, these Russian mobsters and stuff. And, again, just, like, low-stakes stuff. But for a character like Hawkeye, that kind of makes sense. Because when he's not with the Avengers, and he doesn't have the resources of that, and it's just him by himself, um, there's only so much he's going to be able to do with his, his bow and arrow, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was very I was very surprised to see how much crossover, and it made me very excited because, again, I do love that run. And it's cool seeing stuff like that where that, that comic's only f- two years old now. I, I guess about six-ish, five or six. Um, but it's already sort of entered, like, a bit of, like, a, a modern classic kind of icon status, especially for Hawkeye, right? If you want a Hawkeye story, I don't think there's anything that would kind of beat that. If you ask anybody who knows, you know, is, is a comic kind of reader... They're going to point you to that one. So it's cool that it's already made the jump to, uh, to MCU. Live action. Yeah, having not watched, having, having not watched, having not read the comic, I I mean, yeah, I thought it looked really cool uh, that he's just kind of hanging out in New York for a little bit. He's, he's just taking care of something, right? That's the... That's, yeah, that's what that's they the, say. Like, um, that's why he's staying there. Yeah. It seems to it's me that in, he's, he's... Yeah. It seems to me that the, the impetus of the show is that he catches wind of Kate Bishop being run, and he's like, "All right, I gotta take care of this. Like, this, this is no good." Probably yeah. out of like a sake. I did like, notice in the opening. I was just say like, as in like, a, well, I don't want this kid getting hurt pretending to be me, so I'm gonna put a stop to it, mm-hmm. kind of deal. And then I'm sure yeah, yeah. she ropes him and is like, "Hey, now this is actually important, though. We gotta put a stop to these bad guys." He's like, "All right, I guess." Supposed to make I guess I'll off. be a hero. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to come in today. What are you gonna say before? I did notice that in the open. Uh, in the opening shot, because I just, uh, just watched that trailer with that sound real quick just to refresh myself, was that in the, when he's like with his family at the table, his wife is not there uh, at all. I was really? like, did they not get the actress back? Yeah, she's not like, I don't like it's just to him and his kids. Like his wife is not present. So it could be just that his kids aren't old enough. He does have a new child who was born within the timeline of the NCU. And maybe that was it. Like, oh, well, my wife is at home with the with my newborn or like a baby nah, and I'm with there, though. in New York with my other kids. I'm watching yeah, it now so as well. Like, did he, uh, the, the youngest oh. kid is there. So I don't think it's that I can't tell. I, well, mm. I don't know. I feel like the mother could literally be behind either of these kids, but maybe you're right. I'd be disappointed if they just like divorced off screen or something. <laughs> That'd be shitty. Yeah, they seem to be on top of it. And then it's they like, kind of ruins it. Came back and that was like a big like, thing. Yeah, it would be weird if she just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Again, they could do any number of explanations but, to why they're not there. They said yeah, I, was, uh, I found an article right here that says she's there's set photos of her from the show. So. Oh, okay, that's that's probably yeah, that's probably the trailer. Wait, how about when yeah. they're walking down the street? Yeah, the no, street one is what gets me. Is that? Could... Yeah, a lot of these shots. And in the car, there's things. nobody. Ah, huh. I don't know then, but. <laughs> And we'll see. Maybe, maybe the first scene is the divorce proceedings. Like, Hawkeye, you're divorced. Now go do your show. And I'm like, all right, I guess it's Christmas and I'm divorced. <laughs> divorced dad on Christmas. What a what a what a harrowing tale. <laughs> Tales all this time. So that uh that scene where they're in the car and they're doing like a chase and mm-hmm. Kate Bishop's shooting out the window and then she's he's like handing yeah. her arrow and then she like doesn't know what they are. That is di- directly from one of the issues of that run. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is very fun. It's it's super cool because it uh basically what he's doing he's literally just cleaning 
he's doing like some spring cleaning before, and then like you know whatever hijinks pop off and so he's like yeah i got this old box of trick arrows i'm gonna get rid of i think and she's like oh these are cool though and the super fun part about it to me is that the art that they use for that that issue of what the arrows look like is directly taken from an old marvel like source book thing like they used to do these things back in the day and they still do where like you get like these visual dictionaries yeah you know uh where it would have these like diagrams and it would break down and be like this is how you know hawkeye's arrow or hawkeye's quiver really works you know and it's like usually it's it's obviously just like mumbo jumbo right like mm-hmm. it's just made up sci-fi nonsense like you know they, they make a lot of them for like marvel and star wars and stuff too but it's just funny because you can like find those pages online and then like the like i said the pictures that they use for the arrows are directly taken from that i don't know it's just fun i really like that issue and i was really excited to see that yeah i don't know i'm just really excited I, I, again i don't think we have much specifics to get into because it keeps the the general plot vague but super cool yeah i i thought it w- the one part i think is funny is that there's a uh avengers musical oh yeah Ke- uh captain america Seems really fun i think that's funny i'm excited to see that they'll do with that i think that'll probably play a probably like crash it or something yeah. some they'll be like hawkeye's here for real although i i can imagine they'll do a scene where it's like Oh, you're the Hawkeye replacement? All right, get out there. Your scene's on. I was like, wait, no, I'm not. Go get out there. I push him on stage, and I'll have to do something. Because early on in the trailer, you just see the poster for it. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Just a little. Okay. Rogers, the music. That, that is fun. <laughs> but then later on, yeah, they're actually there. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they're seeing the musical. <laughs> they're just doing, like, dancing and shit. That's funny. Um, The only other couple things. Now, I do you know how many episodes this one's going to be? Six. I did look it up. It's six as well. Um, which six. means they so saw... they're probably gonna be like hour long ones. Yeah, I'd say closer to yeah, like Falcon, No Winter Soldier, Loki kind of runtime. I will say what I, based off of the run, uh, the when they start, I think they're gonna try to get all of the episodes in before Christmas, which would be fun because that's obviously like a, you know, theme of it. Um, because, right. Yeah. The only thing they would have to do to get that done is I think they'd have to do like one of the weeks. The last week they would have to kind of double up. Um, because this is another one that's going to be airing on Wednesdays, I believe. Yeah, it comes out the twenty. It comes out the twenty fourth, so it'll be Wednesday. every Wednesday. Yeah, so every yeah. Wednesday. Turn it back. So, yeah, November. Yeah, so twenty fourth, and then the first seven or the first eighth, fifteenth, and twenty second of uh, December, and then there'd only be one left. So if they put it out on like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Or they would could just put it on in the night the twenty ninth, I guess, wouldn't be a big deal. But yeah. I just thought that'd be cool. I thought it was neat that they're doing like a Christmassy kind of thing, which is fun. I always um every most years I watch Iron Man three on Christmas because that also takes place at Christmas time. So Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, to be, you know, to be hipstery and ironic. I watch mm-hmm. a not very Christmassy Christmas movie on Christmas. What are you like? Are you the only people who think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? I, that literally takes place at Christmas, so I don't see how you could really argue. Yeah, but it's, I don't, it don't I see that. I think it depends on what you classify a Christmas movie as. I, I mean, I classify a Christmas. This is way off topic, but fuck it. <laughs> I classify a Christmas movie as a movie where the central plot revolves around like saving Christmas in some way, where like Christmas is very integral to the plot. You could okay. do Die Hard any time of the year, really. Kind of. uh, you could do a Thanksgiving or an Easter dot. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be as airtight because, like, why would you have a, a party? But, like, 
I don't know, Jack. But you, it, it could be a party, though. What? I guess. I mean, like, I guess. I don't know. I don't really have a great answer for this, Jack. My, my, I don't know, man. Well, of course not, because I'm right. <laughs> I guess John so. McClane is not saving Christmas. He's saving. You can, you can save well, your wife any time of the year. You don't have to wait for Christmas. In a sense. In a way, he How saved. So? Well, he saved Christmas for those people, you know, like individually. For which one? The the boss who got shot in the face? He's dead. Well, he, no Christmas for him. You can't save Christmas for everybody, can you? Some people's Christmas is I'm, I'm no. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. It's what I watch. I like. I mean, could you do a? Do you think Christmas movies are about the themes therein? It's got to have like a Christmas mood. Yes. Like. It's got to have so like a mood, you, like a like a plot. In that way, Jack. Could you have a Christmas movie that doesn't take place at Christmas? Because if you're trying to tell me that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, even though it does take place in and around Christmas, could you have a Christmas movie that doesn't actually take place at Christmas at all? I think it de- it would have to depend. Hmm. I think if it's it could start not at Christmas, but eventually it has to reach <laughs> at least Christmas Eve. Like you got to about- end up at Christmas. But Love Actually, which is a movie that takes place in and around Christmas, but has freaking what's his name? Oh, I I, I dropped the ball. Yeah, He's really in did. Die Hard. I've never seen this oh, movie. Who's the guy from Die Hard? The villain? Oh, uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah. You have a movie like Die Hard. Or, no shit. Fuck. You have <laughs> you have a movie like Love Actually, <laughs> which takes place in and around Christmas and a bunch of interwoven. Christmas stories, except Alan Rickman also cheats on his wife. Uh, is that a Christmas movie, Jack, or what? I have to see the movie. To, I I've never seen it. If, mm-hmm. I, if I watch it, I'll give my I'll Everyone give my okay. Knows, I haven't seen it. I can't speak on it. Jack. Of course, it's a Christmas movie. I didn't. I've never I've never seen Love Actually. Everybody says Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Everyone thinks they're so clever. You know, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Fuck right. off! Like, come a on. Come more things about Hawkeye. <laughs> First of all, I don't appreciate all the Jeremy Renner slander I'm seeing. All right? Everyone out there, put a stop to it. I've had enough. People don't like Jeremy Renner. They say he's kind of problematic. But why? I don't know why? why Leave him alone, okay? I've seen so many tweets and stuff being like, Ooh, the first Marvel show, I don't even think I want. Ooh, why did it have to be about Hawkeye? Ooh, I thought when they said Hawkeye, it was just going to be Kate Bishop. I didn't know Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye was going to be in it. Ooh, now, that's oh, insane. Oh. Now that's insane. Why wouldn't his Hawkeye be in it? He's Hawkeye. I don't know like, why they literally. him. I understand, Jack, that not every in, in a universe so big and, and with as many characters as the MCU, not every character is going to be your favorite. All right? right? I appreciate that. But it seems like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye gets his unfair share, more than his fair share of hate for some reason and i don't know why yeah. we've talked about it before because when we talked about like when black widow came out everyone was like oh why did it have to be black widow why couldn't hawkeye have died he's the worst anyways and i'm just like what where is this coming from because yeah. despite my like again my my simping for hawkeye here overall hawkeye is more or less, is one of the least sort of anything characters in the mcu to me he i don't see how you could really hate or love him one way or the other yeah, it's so weird because I've seen people be like, "I hate him because in Civil War he abandoned his family. He didn't abandon them, dude. He went to do an Avengers mission like he did in all the other movies. Like, 
He got yeah. back to him. It's fine. It's f- his family, like the idea, it's not. His family probably. He probably told his wife, "Hey, I gotta go yeah. do this." Like yeah. what? And then at the same time, I'm getting, same- I, I think we literally said this last last time we talked about it, where like the first chance he gets to see his family again out of prison, he just takes it. He goes, "Okay, exactly. I'll be under house arrest. I don't exactly. care." He thought he what he had to do, and again, what he had to do very well could have been like based off the information they had to work in that movie, they were trying to stop the Winter Soldiers from ruining the world essentially, like. It's just silly. And then they'll be, but these are the same people who are like, it should have been Hawkeye instead of Nat. Right. So it's like, you guys think Hawkeye's a shithead for not leaving, for not being good enough to his family, but you also think that, that you should leave his, that he should die and like definitively leave his family. You think that was the better outcome? Yeah. Like, I don't know how anyone imagined that scene would play out at the end of Endgame, where instead of like it, you know, the him and Scarlet Witch chatting about like, how they lost people and it's sad, but they're still, you know, always with us. It's kind of like a bittersweet little moment. How would that have gone if it was if it was freaking Black Widow having to walk up to his wife, being like, mm. "Shrug, sorry, <laughs> he's <Yeah>. he's dead." <laughs> LOL. <laughs> like, I hate it. I don't know why they're so mean to Jeremy Renner. I don't. I don't. I, leave him alone, man. He does fine in these yeah. movies. I think he's a great actor. He's literally one of my favorite actors. I love him in Wind River. I love him in The Town. I think he's sweet. And then I think part of this is because people are so mean to him. I just I'm going against the grain. I'm just going the exact opposite way. So you I'm really gotta gonna be edgy, ardently defend him. And again, I don't know why they dislike him so much. Because if anything, I feel like the default position for Hawkeye in the MCU would just be indifferent because he is not a major major character. It's weird to me that so many people kinda... who claim to hate him to the point where they wouldn't want to watch this show because he's in it a lot. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know Jack. Why are they? Why are they like this to him? What's with these weird? Because everybody likes to be mad about something. I don't get it. I don't know why people can't just enjoy stuff without you just enjoy them. Why is it always going to be like I? I love Black Widow. I'm a Black Widow stan, and I'm an anti. I'm a I'm a Jeremy Runner anti. Well, Zach, because we live in a post uh, enjoyment age, you can't enjoy things now. We're past that as society. Yeah, it's all about tribalism. The last thing I want to mention about Hawkeye is that there is a chance that Kingpin might appear. Because Kingpin appears I've, in that particular run, heard, like the comics. I've heard that rumor as well. So, he might appear. It'd be pretty sick if they brought back Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin, for this. Because, again, it's got it's, it still very much has that vibe of, like, organized crime and stuff, which is, like, obviously, like, I guess in the real world is a kind of big deal. But for the stakes of the MCU, it's like that smaller stakes kind of thing. And small would, potatoes. He would fit right into this kind of, kind of j- jam, maybe, so. We're gonna just isn't Echo gonna be in this too? Like we talked about in, right. uh, Echo of the Past episode. Echo is gonna be in it. So is uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about her. Yelena, uh, right? Bro. Yeah, Florence Pugh. She'll be in it. That's actually a good point, Jack. That actually just actually that that totally works because as we talked about in that episode, Echo's origin in the comics is that she is an assassin for Kingpin. Kingpin. So that could totally work. We're pointing and, out that, and Yelena is Russian. Add that to the lineup. Add that to the uh, to the MCU predictions checklist to our to our bingo yeah. to our bingo card of the the easiest predictions you could possibly make. <laughs> it's Young Avengers. Mm. It's Kingpin. It's <laughs> Secret War- Wars. Secret Wars. Your Secret Invasion, not Secret Wars. Right. All right. Well, Secret. Okay. Eh, fuck it. Let's just Secret Wars in there. It'll probably happen. Hey. Who cares? I had a couple of little things we could talk about this week here. It's rumored that we didn't say. 
If oh. they were trailer trash, oh, trailer course, trash. Yeah. We gotta do that. Oh my god! At first, at the end of our, the end. at the end of the segment. Thank you, kind sir. So for the what if midseason one, right? Definitely trailer cash. I liked seeing the the uh, multiverse Avengers there and 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 the hints at yeah through this this season here. Um, however, like ninety percent reveal is already in episodes that we've seen, and for that reason, it's uh, definitely it's tra- trailer trailer trailer. How are you gonna show me a trailer full of stuff that's already <laughs> out? Yeah. Absurd. Why are there mid-season trailers? I don't stop. Ridiculous. Stop doing that. If you're gonna do a mid-season trailer, it should all be from the second mid of the of the tr- of the season. Why is this of the trailer? What are you doing? I don't understand. And then it's, for it's uh, happening for Hawkeye. Hawkeye, so excited. Definitely trailer. I'm very excited. Cash, as we said, all, all all the reasons aforementioned. Looks like it's gonna be very fun. Enjoy that they're leaning on that source material. Um, but for some reason. We couldn't find his wife, and for that reason, <laughs> yeah, trailer trash. Trailer trash. He may be unmarried. <laughs> All right, so we can architect and do our next topic that you want to talk about. I want to talk about. Um, there's these rumors going around that the Illuminati will appear in Doctor Strange too. Um, I don't have a ton to say other than really? we need to talk about it. They like list them essentially. Um, yeah, so the Illuminati is yeah. the secret group of heroes in the MCU that consists of. Reed Richards, Tony Stark, T'Challa, uh, Namor, Doctor Strange, and Black Bolt, Professor Xavier, and Black Bolt. Forgot him. Yeah, because the humans suck. Um, um anyway. T'Challa. I just want to say, not to correct you, but I have to unfortunately correct you because you're a big dum dum. T'Challa is not in it because they ask him to, and he says no because he's smart. Oh, oh, right, because he's like, this is insane. This is like a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> right, I, I do know that comic. Or messing around with things you probably shouldn't. But yeah, basically in the in the Marvel comics, in the mainline 616 universe, the Illuminati is just a group where they're like, we're all like the best dudes. I bet um, I bet we could run stuff. It's like the Illuminati, like the you know fictional organization in, in the real world, <laughs> right? Where people <laughs> believe that the Illuminati or this, this deep state. Shadow is- government. That's ruling everything. It's essentially kind of that. Um, yeah. Where they're like, hey, we should we should exert our will over the MC or the Marvel Universe because we know better, which always goes so right. Yeah, everybody always benefits when a bunch of people decide that they know better than everybody else. They uh, first were created in 2005 in the New Avengers run, um, which... That, that that era there, I think I've talked about it before on the show here, but that's the era of comics that I am most well read on um, from having like uh, Marvel uh, Unlimited there. That's where like a lot of my comic reading goes into is like the 2000 mm-hmm. to 2010 <laughs> era there. Um, but when they were introduced as well, they did that thing where they retcon it so that they were revealed to have been around for longer, right? As in like... Right for decades of the Marvel storytelling, the, the Illuminati is working behind the scenes. But yeah, it's just kind of an interesting thing. Um, a big part of their thing is in the comics is like, uh, for a while there, they hold on to the Infinity Stones. They each right, they each, yeah, they each get one stone. So yeah. Uh, so I, I got the list here of what it's rumored to be in Doctor Strange here, which is very okay. different. Right? So the rumored lineup for Doctor Strange 2 is that it will be Baldur the Brave, who is Thor's um 
brother, half brother in the comics. Right. Yeah. Um, in like a, a very notable figure from Norse mythology, but has not, to my knowledge, appeared in the movies at all yet. No, I don't think he has. Uh, Baron Mordo, who's the villain from Doctor Strange, Captain Carter, um, which this would be how obviously because Haley Atwell has been rumored to appear in this movie as Captain Carter, so. Uh, Monica Rambeau and Professor X. Professor X, I see, is another interesting one because he has not appeared obviously the MCU yet. The MCU stuff because the X Men have not Ooh. made the jump. Um, but again, in in other like separate rumors, he's also been rumored to appear and like maybe fight Scarlet Witch. There's like a whole bunch of yeah. That's what I was gonna say. There, I have seen rumors that Jean Grey will fight Scarlet Witch. A bunch of like X Men characters are gonna cross over, which I kind of hope doesn't happen because this is still a doctor strange movie and if they're throwing x-men in i feel like it's a bit too much we've talked about you're going overboard it feels like they could be doing a little too much with this it could get a little crowded which is the same thing i've said for far from home nope no way home (laughs) oh Uh, every time we do we're not good at this which is like it seemed like the the rumors just started snowballing out of control where they started kind of small but then it was like i feel like the whether it's actual quote-unquote leakers or rumors or or it's just people making shit up they got more and more emboldened right mm-hmm. because once everyone accepted oh all the spider-men are gonna be in it well what about all the villains being in it too and all that and everyone just kept it just kept snowballing out of control that kind of feels like the stage we're at with this movie as well right we still don't have any official material based on it so i feel like people are just going nuts of like well the, the fox universe is gonna cross over and get the x-men and we're gonna get because we're gonna get scarlet witch and we're gonna get this and and Loki and and actually just everyone ever. All the characters are gonna show up in this movie. Iron Man's gonna come back. Captain America's gonna come back. They're all gonna come back, basically. But that's kind of all I had to say about that. I just thought it was an interesting thing to talk about. Um, I don't see how that lineup that I just named there would be much of an Illuminati. Um, I agree. I, I don't know what they're all kind of doing. Like, Nick Fury's not even on it. I would assume he might be. Because it could be like there, yeah, yeah. Even if you had to build an MC, uh, an Illuminati with only MCU characters, um, that we've established thus far, I don't know if any of those are the ones I would have thought, right? Yeah, like, especially Monica Rambo. I don't, I wouldn't think Monica yeah. Rambo would really be on that. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> you no, know, it's just interesting. <laughs> that's that's why I'm kind of skeptical of that rumor. Yeah. So the last little tidbit I wanted to mention. Or one of the last ones, I guess. I guess I have two more. I've been playing the um the Marvel's Avengers game recently, right? Uh, which is like the uh and some or Ubisoft game, right? It is Square Enix. Square Enix, fuck. Famously not great game. Um, it's one of those ones that was absolutely panned, especially out. Um, but it's also one of those that has unfortunately become something of a trend in the video game uh industry recently, which is like a game that comes out pretty ass, and then after like a year. Everyone's like, oh, no, it's actually kind of good now. Like, they did a lot of work. It's it's good, guys. No, guys, it's pretty good. It's actually, it's it's not terrible. It doesn't make you want to rip your eyes out. <laughs> it doesn't make you want to literally take your own life. <laughs> but so I bought it when it was on, like, sale. And now um, they've done, like, several of the DLCs and stuff. And I don't know. It's not terrible. And that's pretty much most of what I just wanted to say. I don't know. <laughs> it's not I'm that. fine with it. I, I, I watched you play it. I'll be honest, that doesn't look like a game for me. Mm. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, really kind of like that, that kind of mission kind of way. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know Destiny has that kind of thing. I've people like Destiny. I was never a big fan of it. The only other yeah. sort of thing I wanted to mention about it is that 
in the Hawkeye DLC, they also lean on and bring in the that same uh, Matt Fraction run, which I love so much. Because there's one mission where you go to his apartment and his friends are hanging out at his apartment. They're like, oh, Hawkeye, what's up? It's it's us, your friends who live in this apartment complex with you. And I was mm. like, yes, give it to me. Shoot it in my veins. <laughs> that's all I want. That's all I want. His dog's also in the game, just like he's in the show. And I'm just loving it. Give me a dog. Give Isn't me a dog missing an eye? Yeah. Yeah, it's got one eye. Good on him. Give me a one-eyed dog. It's funny. In that, uh, this, is, this is a spoiler, but in the comic... When he finds the dog, he like it's like a stray or whatever, um, and he finds it, and it's got a little arrow pendant, um, or maybe it's even just got a name tag called Arrow, which is Ooh, funny. That's good because he's Hawkeye, and then he changes his and he name. He shoots to arrows. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I guess he's like that's a little too on the nose for me. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I had a dog named Arrow, I think if you're trying to hide who you are, and you're like, hmm, this dog's name is Arrow, mm-hmm. I think if I follow it, I'll find Hawkeye. And the other thing I kind of just want to tie that into is that Square Enix also has the Guardians game that's coming out this year, which like I kind of snuck up right. on barely anything about it. But yeah, that's also coming up in like less than a month or just, just over a month. Um, so I'm probably going right. to get that when it comes out if the reviews are not atrocious. And um, I'll probably talk about that too uh, on the show if anyone cares. That'll be a little bit more of a relevant take than this game that came out a year and a half ago. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit. So we'll see. Although I will say the thing about this, both of them, this, this applies to them both, and maybe it's because Square Enix is behind them both. They very much have an identity issue, I think, an identity problem of like wanting to be the MCU but also not, and I hate it. Because my feeling is if they just did straight up like comic costumes, that would almost be better. Um, than whatever the hell these are. Yeah, some of them do not look good. I've seen some of them. I'm not really a fan. And, like, they have a bunch of different costumes in the in the Avengers one, at least. So, like, you can change and decide yourself, which is obviously fun. So you can get better ones. But the sort of default character, like, iconic, they call them in the Avengers game, at least, of, like, oh, yeah, this is the versions of these characters from, from our universe here. They look too, like, simultaneously, they're too close to the MCU ones and also too far away. Yeah. And it's just bad. And you, they want to be like, no, we're doing something different. But I know they're lying, Jack. They're lying to me because <laughs> I know, like, you guys are clearly just copying the movies because if you were trying to do your own thing, it would look, I don't know, somewhere between the movies and the comics, but it doesn't. Yeah. It just looks like the movies, right? It's like we don't, it's like they think we don't know. Like, like you think you ever watched the movies. Here. Like, Rocket's wearing a little orange outfit, and it's different. And Rocket looks different, of course, than he does in Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie. But also, right. I'm sitting here thinking, well, he never wears orange at all in the comics that I know of. So, like, you were clearly just doing a take on the com on the movie version. And the same with mm-hmm. Peter Quill; he's wearing like pants and like a red jacket, which is very much his comic uniform and not anything he's ever worn. Or I'm sorry, the opposite. Very much his movie outfit and not anything he's ever worn in the comics. Right, like, yeah. You just did the comic ver- versions. I think everyone would like those. You'd just be like, yeah, that's what they look like. It's fine. But instead, you get these, like, these freaking Walmart versions. It's it's like the freaking, hey, mom, can we get Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> no. Guardians of the Galaxy at home. Guardians of the Galaxy at home. Red, it's... orange vest rocket. <sighs> Drax in particular looks bizarre. He doesn't look like he does in the comics or the movie. I don't know. Right, it's whatever. But if it, again, if it's an okay game, I'll probably play it and maybe talk about it. 
Maybe. Who knows? Do you have any thoughts on two video games you've never played, Jack? Um, I actually have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> uh, in the form of, I have no thoughts because I've never played them. I probably won't play them. <laughs> uh, I'm not a. I like video games well enough, but I don't really keep up with the trends. Yeah. No. The game I will play no. though is Elden Ring. When Elden Ring comes oh, out next January, yeah. oh boy, howdy, I'll play that game. Excellent. Um, so you got anything else I could take into or one last How thing I I feeling? Say, and then we'll finish it up I think right alright sounds good to me I uh, I was just gonna say you're well aware of this because I ranted to you uh, regularly but just this past much week much to my chagrin much yeah, much to your dismay just this past week I finished the uh, Stormlight Archives books as a, as in like the, the the ones that have yet been published Um, so I've read all four of the Stormlight Archives novels, and I read the two novellas that are out now. Um, and I just wanted to say I really enjoyed it. I don't know. They're really cool. Solid-ass books. If you're into, We talked about Wheel of Time last week, which we also said that we enjoyed. If you're into fantasy books, I feel like these are just really, really tight. I don't know. Epic fantasy, especially. Yeah, they're just quite good. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed... Uh, books quite as much as these ones maybe ever i don't know i mean i often feel like i have a bit of a recency bias going into things where like i'll watch a thing mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll really be on it for like a while and then with a little bit more uh you know hindsight i'll be like oh that probably wasn't that good but i don't know so that could be a little bit of what's happening here but at the same time i just really love these and i think they're great uh, i've not read any of the other right. cosmere stuff yet but i probably will get around to it at some point like Mistborn yeah, and Elantris and Warbreaker and all those guys. I th- I was thinking I might do that too, but I don't know what I'm going to get to. I have a, as always, as I'm sure people who read a lot can will relate to, I have so many things that go, oh, I want to read that too. Then I realize I am but one man with one life and I have so much time in the day and I have other things I have to do. Uh-huh. Like I have so, yet to finish. Do, do my best to read Much to Jack's dismay, I have yet to finish the Dark Tower books. As in, and by books, I mean... The last, the, just the last book. Just finish the last book. Like you're, it's infuriating yeah. me, listeners, because at the end of the chapter, that the last chapter Zach has read, the end of it is just the titular Dark Tower telling the protagonist that the journey is almost done. <laughs> the book is telling the reader that the end is near. Like, hey, don't worry, we're almost done. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll stop here. It's a good place <laughs> to stop forever for a year and a half, yeah, or two long. years. I've read all you know, all four of the Stormlight books since I stopped reading that one. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but and the first is you're a terrible person. First three uh, Wheel of Time books as well. Uh, Wheel of Time book. Instead of reading just like the last a hundred pages of the Dark Tower, I've read like thousands of pages elsewhere. So I don't I don't know what that's about, but probably do that. Maybe too. you're afraid of uh, commitment and finishing something yeah, you started. That's probably part of it because none of the none of the series are ended. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of a sad thought. Oh, geez. It is. Keeps That'll be, we'll get into that next week on a, we self-diagnose ourselves. All right. Other than that, though. In the I self-diagnosed think... hour. Do you want to wrap her up? Yeah, I think we probably can wrap it up uh, right here. So, as always, we're going to end the episode. Find us on Twitter at Jazz, and you can email us at the same at our Twitter handle. Just use the Twitter handle. Email us at gmail.com. Uh, that's jazz with one Z. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon slash Audible, and I think TuneIn now, but that one's a little up in the air. I'll have to check out that those emails. 
And always, our logo is done by friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. Find him, as always, at inkocean.jpg and follow him on Redbubble. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. See you, people. Good night and Godspeed. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.